Hey, it's time to talk a little Golden State Warriors as we go back to Las Vegas and talk to the Warriors' first-round draft pick, second pick overall at a Vanderbilt University, Festus Azili. Festus, how are you doing today? Doing really well. Just trying to duck and hide from the heat out here in Vegas. It's hot in Vegas? <laughs> yeah, it's very, very <laughs> hot, and it's a desert, so it's just killing us. It's about, I go about one. I'm guessing this time of year, probably about 110, 111 there. Yeah, it's, it's actually cooled off. I think today it cooled off a little bit. It's probably about 100. Well, that's why you stay in the casinos. Sit down at a blackjack uh, table. No, no, no. I don't <laughs> gamble. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to love these rookies. I talked to Draymond Green. I talked to second-year guy Charles Jenkins. Everybody's like, no, buddy. We're saving our per diem. We go out and get something to eat, and we're going to yeah. stock some away for later. Right, yeah, I can't just be blowing money like that. I just started. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I would have learned that lesson. Unfortunately, <laughs> I did not. So how's Summer League going for you? It's going pretty well. We're uh, 2-0 and right now, and uh, no, it's been pretty good. You know, uh, in reading some of your bio, you graduated high school at 14 years of age? Yes, sir. How important, on obviously going to Vanderbilt, which is a premium academic school, I'm guessing early on academics was very important to you. Who instilled that love of academics into you, or was it just something that you enjoyed from an early age learning? Uh, my mom is uh, she's uh, she's a principal at a school in Nigeria, and so she's always been she's always made sure us kids were on top of our, our schoolwork and academics, and it's always been a priority to us. Just I mean, both my parents they always made sure it was a priority to us, and uh, yeah. That's really where we got it from, and I don't know. At the time, I thought it was normal to graduate at 14, but now I think it's, it might be a little fast. It's <laughs> yeah, a little, just a little bit quick. Yeah. What was the impetus of leaving Nigeria and coming over here to the States? Oh, uh, I just, I came over here. It was kind of like, a, I guess I'll call it a rite of passage. I mean, just moving away from home, just trying to be my own man, and uh I moved with my uncle. He was a pediatrician. I was I wanted to be a doctor at the time, so I thought if I shadow him that he would help me with my aspirations. Festus, usually like leaving home means moving like 25 miles away, not 2,500 miles away. Yeah, no, I was... Uh, I had to get away from home because I know if I was just 25 miles away, I would still be going home every day because I wanted some home-cooked meals. So. <laughs> well, how about 200 miles? I mean, you went to the extreme. There's no way you were getting home from Yuba City. Oh, yeah, no. I haven't been home since I've been. Really? Yeah. Would you like to get back home someday? Uh, eventually, yes. Yeah, that's home, so it would it would be good eventually. Now, going to Vanderbilt seems like a natural for for you, who somebody who wanted to play basketball at a high level but also wanted to go to, as I said, a premium academic school. Was that a pretty easy choice for you? Yeah, um, it, it was a tough choice, though, because there are some pretty good schools in, in, in competition there. But um, at the end of the day, I mean, with the academics and basketball, I thought it was, I mean, it was the best decision. When did you learn the game of basketball, and what intrigued you about the game? When did I learn? I'm still learning. Yeah. But when did I start? I started um, when I was 16. Now, was that just something that do you... You picked up, were you watching NBA games or college games or somebody saw you and saw your size and say you might want to give basketball a shot? Uh, you know, like my uh, my uncle, thought he thought I had a good height and he thought I could play basketball. And so he signed me up for 
it was like a like a inner city league or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but I didn't really like it very much at the time. So I quit and I said I didn't want to play anymore. Um, at, at the time, I was always I also went back to uh, back to high school when I came to the states. I went back to high school for a year, and um, while I was in high school, they I, I met a guy. His name was Keith Odister. He he thought he could use me on his uh, on his AAU team. That was really how the whole thing started because he kind of pushed me. And, yeah, it just kind of blew up from there. It's a long story, so I kind of cut it short. What was the – well, that's okay. We got time. (laughs) What was the biggest challenge for you learning the game? Uh, The biggest challenge? Um, Well, everything. I mean, learning at the time when I started playing – uh, people will tell you this. They said I couldn't chew gum and walk at the same time. I was mm-hmm. very unathletic. Um, I just had to get used to just being uh, ex- exerting myself physically every time. And you know, you have to. I mean, when you're on the court, you have to give your give your all, or else the guy across from you is gonna. I mean, they're gonna eat you alive pretty much. And so I had to get used to that kind of mentality because I mean, I was kind of a nerd. I'm not gonna lie. I was, yeah. All I did was study all the time, so I just wanted I, – I had to get used to being an athlete. Um, just – I mean, I, I just had to get used to that work ethic that comes with playing basketball. It just comes with sports in general. I, I just just keep working. Did being competitive maybe in the classroom and obviously graduating at 14, you got to have some uh, competitiveness <laughs> in you. I'm wondering if that helped you at all because I can see never playing a sport – against people who are really competitive, know the sport, and right. it's win at all cost, against someone who has come from an academic background and really doesn't quite understand that. Was that tough to, to grasp that competitiveness that you needed? Or in some way, did the competitive competitiveness you had in academics help you? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, the academics part of it helped me a lot because I was always used to being an underdog. Mm-hmm. Being a 14-year-old in a classroom full of 18, 19-year-olds, I, I mean, that – wasn't very fun because I would be the one always getting picked on and all that stuff. And I was the one that had to do twice as much studying and everybody else to get it, you know, because I was still young. And But at the same time, you know, I, I was very competitive because I just, I mean, I also wanted to be better than everybody else. So um, that's the same thing that just translated to the court. I was the underdog. I didn't know I never played basketball before I started playing at first, I mean, it was it was tough because everybody I played against, no matter the skill level, would always be better than I was, and it was tough for me because I don't like I don't like to lose, and yeah, I just I mean, the only way to to start winning was to keep getting better, and that's where just that hard work just kicked in. I just I had to keep working hard. Talking to Festus Azalea, the Golden State Warriors here in KMBR ten fifty. Was there a a game? a tournament that you were in that things kind of clicked for you where you felt uh, you, you turned the corner a little bit? Um, well, I don't remember specifically. I just remember a, the summer of 2007 before I went to Vanderbilt. Um, yeah, that summer I just, I mean, I had a pretty good summer because I, I had worked, I worked out a lot in Sacramento and Reno with a bunch of different guys, and when I started playing AAU, it just seemed like I was, I mean, I still was very raw and very, I mean, still new to the game, but at the same time, I I just, I was more athletic, I was faster, all that stuff, it could show, 
in my game. You could see I was blocking shots, rebounding, all that stuff, dunking. And, yeah, it just like I just felt like I could play the game a little bit. What comes most naturally to you right now on the basketball court, and what are some things that you're still trying to polish up? Um, I think defense is, is, is a little natural. I mean, they instilled that in me a lot at Vanderbilt. And, I mean, blocking shots, uh, being a help defender, rebounding, all that stuff is pretty instinctual. Uh, offense is still, is still getting some, uh, I'm still getting used to it uh, because a little faster, um, just getting used to my teammates mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So it, it's, it's coming along though, cause I have a, a, a pretty good team and guys that are just wanting to work and they're all about the team. And it's great because we're all, I mean, we're clicking already. It's only been what, seven days to summer league so it's, it's great i know it's a couple of generations apart but what does akeem Olajuwon mean to you and uh you know what does he mean to the people back home well he's a he's a role model for a lot of nigerian basketball players because he he was in the same boat he was somebody that i mean he played handball back in nigeria it's probably a little bit similar to basketball but he came out here and he just became one of the best players in in the game you know He's he's a role model for me because I just I mean someone I can look at has been through my same struggles, and I can I can say that it's 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 possible because he's done it, and so it's something that pushes me. You can get the uh, start working on those dream shakes. All right, yeah, I'll I'll work on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I tried it a lot throughout the course of my career. It never quite worked for me. I don't know if anybody else could do it the way he like did him, it. Right? He, uh, he was yeah. no, it was incredible. I mean the footwork. That he had, although I used to tell the referees, I'm like, I don't care if he played soccer when he was growing up. That was a travel. You can't go from one side of the lane to the <laughs> other side of the lane yeah, nah, without dribbling the ball. <laughs> but yeah, he I don't was... know if I could do his <laughs> like he does, but I will make my own my own variation of it. It might be the Fez shake or something, <laughs> but I'll make something like that. Have you noticed, though, you know, and, and you said you haven't been back, but growing up, we, even when you weren't playing, could you tell that basketball is becoming exponentially bigger in Nigeria? Yeah, I mean, we just made the Olympic, uh, the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know, we just qualified for it. Uh, well, I think it was last week. I mean, it's becoming a lot bigger, and I'm very proud to say that because it's something that I didn't really know about growing up. And I feel like there's a lot of kids back there that can play this game, and they're athletic and all that stuff. And I mean, I think the fact that basketball is growing and it's 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 becoming more. It's becoming more seen in the public eye. It might be good for people back there because kids are going to have opportunity to to have a shot at whether it's the NBA or playing overseas, whatever it is, but it's going to give more opportunities to kids back home. Now, I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know this because I haven't looked up the Nigerian basketball squad, but you're not on the squad. Uh, no, at, uh, I was invited to okay. be, but at the time I was uh, getting ready for the draft stuff and the pre-draft workouts, and so I didn't have it. Uh, I wasn't able to, but... I is wish that, I was. Yeah, is that, that's something that obviously sounds like it would uh, interest you, and in the future you would like to, you know, like to have the opportunity to represent your country in the Olympics. Right. No, there's no bigger pride and joy than that than being able to represent your country. So, I mean, eventually in the future, hopefully. You know, just for being one of the one of the rookies, either you, Draymond, Charles, somebody's got to lay down some sort of bet. Can you just put like five bucks on a blackjack table? Oh, uh, yeah, we have to figure out who is going to bring the money. Cause, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be you, me. is it? There's no way it's going to be you. Yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm very, very, very uh, conscientious of my money, so I don't really 
yeah, that's gambling. It's like throwing it away, and I don't really do that. So. Yeah, believe me. Like I said, I wish I would have met you about 20 years ago. Would have, saved, be... would have saved me a lot of bad Sundays. <laughs> nah, so I guess all like you're doing pretty well right now. Yeah, so. well, we'll see about that. <laughs> hey, really appreciate the time, Vestas. It was uh, nice talking to you. Best of luck the rest of the summer league, and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you again before the season starts. Uh, for sure. Thank you for having Thanks, me. Thanks, Vestas. Appreciate it, man. Vestas Azili. And we can't get any of them. I mean, all the Warriors are just like straight-line guys. You know who's loving that? The Warriors.